0: Here is singer-songwriter,
1: broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor.
0: Hey, welcome back once again to the Dharmic Evolution. Thanks for being here. If you're digging the show, please go over to DharmicEvolution.com, and you can sign up for whatever platform that you like. We're on, I think... Um, I think it's like 13 is or is it 21 i can't even remember but our latest is ghana over in india with 160 million people streaming they are like the spotify uh to the us they are in india so they are um a huge streaming platform the number five in the world number one in india and um they just got into podcasts and invited us to represent on their brand so welcome all my dear wonderful indian friends thank you for being here um i've got a really wonderful guest today i am so delighted that i met this woman and um she's a former clinical social worker and determined to propose actionable solutions instead of detached labeling and she's got a master's degree in social work from columbia university but more importantly, what she's doing right now is just amazing. The Shift is a, um, it's a concept and it's a safe place for young people who are failing to bring language to their emotions and traumatic experiences and often left to deal with haunting mental health issues all by themselves. No longer is that the case with The Shift. This lady has changed the game and is helping young kids and young people around the country and uh, probably the world from there. So it is my pleasure. You better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today from the Music City on the Dharmic Evolution Podcast with Mary Albertoli. So Mary, how are you doing today and welcome to the Dharmic Evolution?
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. I, I looked at your website and what you're up to is really incredible.
0: Oh, thank you. It's um, you know, it started out as singer-songwriter, but um, over the past couple of years, especially, um, I've gotten kind of my, um, you know, people with ha- that have a mission, and that have a calling in life are are really near and dear to me. As is the audience that's that's following this and you know picking up on and what you're doing is just spectacular. And I was just I was completely blown away and so upset by the numbers of what has happened since 2013. So just to um, to get everybody roped into what we're discussing, why don't you give us just, um, you know, the short uh, message of, of what it is exactly, the shift is and what it's sure. designed to do.
1: Sure, yeah, so um, I have 12 years of clinical social work experience. I received my master's from Columbia and I practiced working with kids and young adults adolescents between the ages of gosh 10 all the way up to 24 and i worked in individual therapy sessions and group therapy sessions and even though i left the profession um, i always kept my eye on the statistics and it was disheartening to see literally um from like 2007 to 2017 a 56 percent jump in suicide in this age range wow Um, and when I saw that, as well as coupled with the school shootings and the amount of cutting and the amount of stories I was hearing about kids overdosing or accidentally overdosing, I just was like, something needs to happen. People aren't talking, or if they're talking, it's not effective communication. There needs to be a way where people can really feel like they can be authentic and genuine on their journey in life without feeling stigmatized, and mental health, unfortunately, is one of those subjects that there's still a lot of segmentation segmentation to, and people have this sense of, well, I'm not good enough, or there's something wrong with me. And in that atmosphere, unfortunately, um, kids this age don't talk. And when you don't talk, you end up acting out. And um, so it was was built on that kind of structure. And I spoke to producers who I have on board now. I have Maureen Isern and Nadia Sarmova, who both had their own production companies that focused on you know, their content was all social impact. So they have an impacttainment is what they call it, where there's a social um, cause part as well as the actual show itself. So I, I grouped together with them as well as Kitty Overton, who's a, uh, she's a digital content strategist and Sean Freeland, who's an actor as well as director producer and Adrian Finch who was our host. And we did a promo in November of 2018 that just was amazing. A day of kids opening up for the first time about they were go where they were going through and we got them resources and yeah
0: is this um the featured youtube channel piece that you're des- you're describing right now
1: that's correct yeah that is right. awesome
0: I, I watched that last night and again today and uh really good that'll be included of course in the show notes and i just would counsel everybody to go and check this out to see what these kids are experiencing. And, and I wanna ask you, um, just to start off the dialogue, um, do you feel, um, you know, the, the, the social media thing is, it's a blessing and it's a curse, I think. Do you feel that that has a large impact on the reason for kids are not interacting socially in a, in a connected state? In, in other words, being there physically, there's an element of um, truth missing from the conversation it's so easy to just get behind you know an instagram post or whatever do you find that there's any correlation to to this
1: well i've had actually adolescents tell me that they have somewhat of a splintered identity meaning that they'll be great on one post and then they won't be so great emotionally in another post and it's a sense of splitting yourself off from being able to be authentic because you're only telling a certain pocket of people what you're truly going through Now, certainly you want to go to people that you feel safe with, of course. Right. However, there is a sense with social media that certainly the isolation factor was there to begin with, coupled with the pandemic that what we're going through right now, there's a, you know, now kids are doing school online. There's a sense of, you know, am I in it alone? Yeah. You know, it's really easy when you're isolated to think you're the only one. And with that story, there's a sense of suffering. And when human beings suffer, they tend to go into isolation. You know, it's not our natural human response to say, oh, I think I'm going to go talk to someone about this. Yeah, it's, it's just true. not. Yeah, even so, for adults, right? Even for adults, it's yeah. almost like we have to train ourselves. But I know that there's so many young adults right now who are advocating for mental health on campuses. You know, we have a partnership now with USC, and they advocated, the students advocated for a whole mental health unit to be put on campus because of some suicidal ideation that was being experienced there. So
0: so what do you feel like um, the tools that you use and the steps that you've made as far as opening up the conversation um, sure. How did you get to that? Like to you know, like when you first started this. Um, by the way, I love the the idea of the title, the shift. It's so brilliant. You know, I saw your website and the bus and everything, and and of course that'll be in the show notes also, P- folks. You got to check this out. It's really. Uh, Mary's organized a tour across the country with um, to go and meet with people who are struggling, kids who are struggling. And I think that's such a great idea. you know you know bring the bus and get on the bus and talk and, and so forth. But as far as tools to use to, to ferret out these problems and, and to get into the, the minds and the frustrations of these young kids, you know, how do you get to a place where they feel safe enough that they trust you enough to say, this is this is good, I'm going to start opening up? Or is it other kids that help, you know, pop the cork on this and kind of let it out slowly?
1: Well, it depends on the age range. I okay. mean, if you're talking the adolescent, young adult population, they tend to want to gravitate towards their peers yeah. and look to them for guidance around how they're doing things and they tend to compare themselves. Um, and unfortunately, since mental health has not been on the priority list, um, sometimes um, they don't know what they don't know. In other words, they're feeling and experiencing things for the first time. And it's very easy if they've had the experience of there's something wrong with me if I have these feelings to go into this, um, this sense of disgrace and the sense of isolation and pain and suffering. And the, the shift is designed to switch those conversations into more of you're not alone, what you're experiencing anyone would as a human being, and it's okay to, to talk about this. Now, of course, we always say, you know, if you don't have someone you feel safe about talking to what you're experiencing and you're suffering, and you know it's too big for yourself to handle, then you can certainly go to the crisis text hotline. You can type hello to 741741, and a crisis counselor discreetly will get back to you. And then there's the suicide hotline. We have partnerships with many different organizations that offer their number and I can get that. I don't have that with me right now. I can look that up for you though, before the end of the call. But sir, that's another um, definite resource that people can use right now.
0: yeah, if you can get that to me, even after if, after the call, we'll put it in the show notes, all of these links. It. So so that if you if somebody out there is feeling that way, there is resources there. And there did not used to always be this level of support out there. So um, take advantage of this. And I've had I've had youngsters on my show who have had struggles. I had one young man from Philadelphia, very talented singer, songwriter, and he he mm-hmm. was really, really struggling with depression in a bad way. And the thing that saved him was music, writing songs and singing. That was help, helping him. What sure. do you do, Is that something that you, um, the, you counsel your students and your kids who are in trouble to kind of find something in them that they can pour some of this angst into to say, you know, what am I here? Do you find that most of them are just so young that they haven't really figured out their life's path yet?
1: Well, that's like a, uh, there's, there's multi questions yeah, to be answered I'm in that, that question. I'm, I'm famous. So, for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that definitely, you know, if you can find ways by which there's a release in the stress that you're experiencing, I mean, I, you know, I think, you know, like I said, talking to someone, I have m- many friends right now that I can have an open hearted conversation with. Yeah. And I didn't, that wasn't always the case. Um, so, if you do have that and you're a young adult, then speak to that person. Right. And if you feel it's gotten to a crisis point, either that person can help you get to someone who will keep you safe, or you can go ahead and and, and, and dial in the number seven, like I said, hello to seven four one seven four one. If you're just experiencing generalized anxiety right now, that's normal. Yeah. under the pandemic circumstances and what has changed, the biggest thing to remember is nothing is permanent. right. Nothing is permanent. Things change and they're changing even though it doesn't feel like that on a daily basis. And something will show up that will enable us to get past this conversation about COVID and isolation.
0: Yeah. Do you feel um, that the kids, most of the kids want to get back to class, the real schoolroom?
1: Possibly. I mean, some some mm-hmm. kids may be very comfortable in being alone and others may be like, I'm really missing out. Yeah. So um, it's important if you're a parent to really If a child tells you i feel like i'm missing out on my entire high school or college whatever experience they're going through is to to let them know that they have plenty of time
0: yeah i've I've been sort of doing a little my own little survey nothing nothing too formal but everybody asks comes up with a different scenario now some of them are are like i love it this is fantastic all this wasted time on the road going back and forth to a building when uh, I just really need to account for my milestones. And most of those are adults. But then on the other hand, you've got some families that now have everybody in the house.
1: Yes, (laughs) You know, everybody's
0: trying to do their work and it's like, we're not used to this. We don't even know how to do this, you know? And so I feel bad for the kids, especially because, uh, especially this past year, I had um, a couple of, I had a niece, I think, and a nephew who both missed their whole high school and their college graduations, you know, as it as it's supposed yeah. to be in the, the dream that you have of having that day. So right. it's put a lot of pressure on all of us. Um, I also wanted to just move over to um, when did we know that this has this always been this bad? Do you think or this condition? I'm talking about the condition of of the depression, the cutting, all of these things. Um, is it just that we didn't have the ability to gather statistics um, for many years, or is it is this condition gotten more prevalent with the social media? And we're moving so fast socially now that it's almost at a breathtaking speed that nobody can catch their breath and, and keep right. up with this. So, do you think it's that, or is it a combination? Like, I never realized that there was this level of you know the, this these problems going on suicide cutting, each other, you know, cutting your, your skin up, and, um, and bulimia, and all of these things, um, collectively, it sounds like kind of a nightmare right now for kids.
1: Yeah, I think it's um, the fact that mental health, even in my age, when I was growing up, there were things that were just brushed under the carpet, and you're kind of taught to power through it. And yeah. when you power through anything in life, there's pain that hasn't been tended to. There are wounds that are open that need to be healed. In other words, there are conversations that need to take place and resources that need to be tapped into in order for that kind of proper understanding of what it was that just happened. You know, I remember I was 14, I lost my brother and my parents had no idea how to cope with this. And they didn't really think about mental health on long-term scale for us because it was something they were kind of like, you know, we could do this on our own kind of thing. And it was very difficult. I was suppressed for many years because of that and I'm not blaming them or making them wrong I'm just saying that that conversation wasn't available to them in a way that they felt comfortable with
0: um was it an older brother or a younger brother younger so tragic i I'm so sorry for your loss that is just horrible and you're right like people just never discuss bereavement in any way I mean we're starting to get to it a little bit on the fringes you know but for the most part um, people are just kind of asleep to is there a way to handle this or do we just go into our own well of sadness or what do we do? And also the kids who are fortunate enough to have um, uh, the benefit of therapy for some of the things we discussed before, that's great, but most kids, not all kids have that. So how are the conversations, the dialogues, the opening up going um, for you and your team you know, on the ongoing, you know, the bus tours and everything, how is that working out for you?
1: Well, we do a few things. Um, we uh, have shift starters that happen every Friday from two to three um, or two to two 30, roughly they run to um, on our live IG. And that basically um, allows us to bring up a different conversation every week and talk about heart issues that young adults are sharing with other young adults and how they can, work on like, you know, creating that space where people feel safe, they're taken care of, that, um, you know, there's, a, there's not an answer, but there's options to how they can look at what they're going through. Um, so it really opens up that conversation. And then we're doing some virtual tours, like you had mentioned throughout the US, our first one being in Chicago. We don't have a specific date, but we're working on having young adults there who are dealing with mental health issues, who are gonna talk to politicians, who are gonna also talk to one another We're thinking about having some well-known celebrities and other folks there to talk about it and to really bring awareness on a scale that it's okay to talk about these things. It's safe to talk about these things and that more of these conversations need to take place. So, And then we're going to possibly do a virtual tour in Los Angeles as well as New York, and we're planning on still virtually doing the country. Now, do
0: you feel that you'll do this um, really on the road once we get through this this horror show that we're going through, this pandemic, um, where you'll go to actual facilities and places and do it?
1: Yeah, we have know? people now that are offering to wrap our bus for us when we have that to travel on. So it's a traveling studio wow. that can you know have the kids come on and talk openly and still have the same kind of you know, either we do it, you know, by the bus or on the bus, but nonetheless, the whole conversation will take place in reality as well.
0: That's fantastic. So how did you, um, I know you were, you were heavily influenced by the death of this, unfortunate this nine-year-old girl who passed, um, to suicide. Um, but you must've been thinking about this, um, before that happened, um, to, to create this brand, this, um, you know, this modality that you have right now. Um, was there a defining moment when you just said, I've got this and, and I'm gonna go ahead and do it?
1: Yeah, it's funny you ask that. I was sitting with the idea in my head for a good five years. You know, I was yeah. really troubled about what I was seeing. And um, I uh, joined a leadership program that I was told would really help me, you know, create teams and teamwork around this idea. And that's exactly what I set out to do. I put down my money. I'm like, this is going to happen. It's a done deal. And I actually completed the course last weekend. And from that, we have like leaders within the team that are taking on different accountabilities to make it happen. And it's been really wonderful to watch it expand.
0: That's fantastic. Is it all volunteer, Mary?
1: Well, actually, no. Some people haven't paid. What we're doing right now is we're, we're sending out an investor. Well, actually, it's a it's more of a sponsorship deck for the virtual events. Okay. And then we have an investor deck that'll be coming along too, but we have a, you know, with the help of Espada, Camille and Jasmine and Cesar Roland, who is going to actually run it by people like brand names. Um, you know, people are just going over and above, you know, without, you know, and certainly have agreements and partnership with them financially as well as voluntarily. And, um, but the bottom line is, people right now are not getting paid, so they're doing it out of their heart.
0: Right. The reason I answered, asked the question was to see if there's any kind of link that we could get people to help you guys fund it. If it's a, if oh, it's yes. a GoFundMe or if it's whatever it is, um, you know, philanthropy is is still alive and well um, in this world. Sure. It's- <laughs> if you go
1: to yeah, if you go to www.shiptheshow.com, okay. You click on their website. There's a way you can actually donate.
0: Great. Excellent. Folks, you heard it. Get over there. We'll put that link in as well. Thank you. Yeah. So um, so when you first got this kicked off, how did you, you know, get the word out and develop the team? Because it sounds like you have some great resources as far as people and brainpower and experience um, that, that are working with you right now. Um, was it a real slow process or did people come on pretty quickly to, to help you with this?
1: Yeah, so we we've been working on this since 2018. So, um probably June of 2018 is when I started my first meeting with Ma- Maury Nysern, who now is the uh, co-creator and producer. And then literally a month later, Nadia Sarmova, who's also a co uh, a co-creator and producer joined onto the shift team. And we had a team formed and some people left and some people came on and It's just through the network of conversations that more people say, you know, this person's gonna be involved, this person's gonna be involved, this person could take this on, and it's been wonderful to see. And our recent um, addition to the team is Stacy Kelly, who actually is someone who really is um, top notch in terms of digital content and digital and social media and how to get this out to as many people as possible. Um, She worked for Viacom, we're so happy to have her on board so we're looking forward to what the next few months will bring us.
0: Did you um when you first started out on this uh, did you do research on like where are the really hot spots as far as um age groups and type of things that they were suffering from like is there a, is there an area that like you know say 10 to 12 that really really stands out or 14 to 16 or whatever with a certain type of um Struggle that they're having.
1: You know, I have to say that, you know, there was a lot of chaos in my life growing up, and I don't remember wanting to be suicidal at nine. And when I saw that, that really kind of said, What has happened? Yeah. You know, what has happened? You know, and I, you know, as time went on, I dealt with my depression, of course, you know, that changed for me, but I thought, wouldn't it have been great to have had this at that age? to have a place where you can talk on an on a open platform where you can be heard and you can be felt like your issues and what you were experiencing really mattered to those around you. So that was kind of the inspiration. I mean, it was very and, – and, and the numbers, of course, the increasing numbers.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad things have shifted to a place where because when I was growing up, you weren't even allowed to talk, let alone have a conversation about something bothering you. You know, it was like <clears throat> you were kind of smacked in the head and told you to go to your room and deal with it. Yes. But, but, um, but these are much more serious issues we're dealing with today where kids are actually harming themselves and have this well of fear that they find themselves, um, you know, cornered in and don't know how to get out. So um, I'm really, really happy that you're doing this, and it's just—it's just really amazing. Um, what what are you looking at as far as growth? This thing looks like it could be huge.
1: Yeah, I mean, the sky is the limit. Honestly, uh, I feel like the amount of work and commitment that all the players that I've mentioned have put in, as well as more to come. Um, I do want this to be a huge social movement, and um, to bring on other organizations as well as partner up with them to, like, really let's just stop the you know it's stop the stigma start the conversation is our you know
0: yeah our um, schools like the number one places I know you mentioned you're going to New York and Chicago and other places like that um, how about schools will you be able to take this like when we go literally on the road um, is that something that education's, Um, you know board of eds and so forth will open up to this have you done any testing there to see if we can get some support Uh, i
1: I think we mentioned that we have a partnership with usc that was put on hold we were going to actually do a pilot right um however we were put on hold from the pandemic okay so um yeah i mean we definitely their their whole department of um social media is completely on board with the shift
0: wow that's a great partner usc good good place to start huh
1: it sure is.
0: <laughs> Can we get Notre Dame in there, and you know a bunch of other? You know, Ivy I would Leaguers, love Notre Dame. You know? My yeah. my
1: nephew goes to Notre Dame. All three of my brothers went to Notre Dame, so I would love to do something there.
0: Oh, you got an alumni hook in there. You hear that, Notre Dame uh, listeners of the Dharmic Evolution? Come on, step up, you guys. Reach out to us. Um, so, so tell me like the exciting parts about this for you personally as the one kind of steering the ship of this. You know, give us what's your day like? What's it, what's it like? Is it chaos? Is it crazy? Is it, you know, it's got to be fulfilling and rewarding.
1: It's completely it's, fulfilling and rewarding. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I had let my social work, um, like I hung up my bootstraps with social work many years ago and I missed it terribly. Yeah, Because I love being of service to others, and it allowed me to look at myself a lot more in my own journey around mental health. Um, and it, it led me into the path to really get the help I need no matter what um, and talk about it, which has enabled me to feel less alone in my journey, and it's helped me out of a lot of difficult spots in my life. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah it's 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 amazing. And, and when you help somebody out who's in need – And didn't know they were going to get the help. Um, That's kind of a a gift in itself to to see, you know, that somebody had that epiphany all of a sudden to say, it's not really as bad and dark as I thought it was.
1: One of the gentlemen on the promo, um, he talked about wanting to take his life every day for a long time. And he actually is completely 360. He's turned his life around. He, He feels so much more um open and vulnerable and he's just an amazing gentleman and i it really worked with the start of the conversation he had on the promo
0: wow and and this this person i saw all the photos in there and was he also in the youtube video yes okay okay i saw that so um so when you first organized this video. Did you have to do a lot of coaxing to get them to be so transparent on film like that? Or, um, or were they in like hands down? Like what level were they at when, when these-
1: That's the thing. They wanted to be a part of this. They yeah. wanted to talk. They right. felt like, wow, this is a chance for us to be heard. There was There was some coaching. I wouldn't say coaxing. There was more or less share about a breakdown you had in your life where you realized you couldn't keep on going on the way you were and what you did to create a new opportunity for yourself. And for some of them, it was the show, being on the promo. And others, it was, I got myself into counseling, I I joined a community, uh, you know, so they offered, you know, some light, you know, at the end of the tunnel. However, really, these kids wanted to say, first and foremost, that they're tired of hanging on to the idea that they have to show up and power through things that are of tremendous difficulty for them.
0: Right. Do they, um, do any of them share... Uh, their feelings about social media and it the challenges of it and have have any of them said i gotta stop doing uh this it's too depressing um uh, like are they are they changing their behavior because i've been studying some people i follow a lot of different um newsletter writers and people that are like kind of examining this uh pandemic and one one gentleman that, that writes um he says that people are going to change their behavior based on What is happening? In other words, like I'll give you an example. I am a committed um, yogi. I've been doing hot yoga for like 14 years. So I stopped because obviously I can't do hot yoga anymore. But my fiance is a runner. So in March, I became a runner, you Mm -hmm. know. And that's just one silly example. But I, I used to love to go to the gym three to four times a week and work out. And now I don't have that, but I've supplemented it with something that's just as good, if not better for the time being. So I guess what, what I'm trying to understand to the minds of the younger kids, are they thinking this way that, well, this is gone. Do I do something else or, is, or am I doing more social media? And is it good for me really?
1: Well, I mean, certainly like TV, like, any, like the movies, anything yeah. that's used effectively can really create a lot of great possibilities for, for people. However, it depends how you use it. We had one woman on our well young adult on our promo who shared that that she was visiting websites that were actually causing her eating disorder more yeah like she was going into those dark places with her eating disorder and it was like um i don't know I don't, she wasn't on the demo she was on the shift starter one of our conversations on the shift starter and it was interesting how she stayed there because she felt not alone however it was a disturbing way of not being alone you know, so once yeah. she realized that that was continuing the conversation about how she couldn't empower herself around her eating disorder, she stopped and she started starting healthy groups.
0: Yeah, good. Good move, girl. I don't know. I, I'm kind of like, you know, social media and all of this stuff, all the TV and all the electronics and, and the, the, the virtual world, if you will. A um, little scary. Um, it For me, I think it takes away the power of the imagination. When we were kids. We had like nine channels or something and you spent, I, I'm one of seven. We're all year and a half apart, six boys. So it was like, you went out in the morning and you didn't come back all day. You were in the woods <laughs> just making yeah. up things. No, I was the
1: same way. So, I grew up with six <laughs> and three older brothers who were constantly on the golf course, getting golf balls and like cleaning them and selling them to people Yeah, or they were caddying or they were out the swamp or we were at the beach or it wasn't indoors. And it was definitely not my mother, even though we had the nine channels, my mother wouldn't let us watch it that long. Same thing. Read a book. I I know. You know?
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of that is missing, unfortunately. I'm hoping that, um, you know, the good part of this pandemic is that people start to, to recognize, hey, I got like nature all around me. Why, why am I not going out and listening to the birds and doing something different than being glued to this electronic device that is not the healthiest thing at all times? Um, when, when you yeah. look forward over the next, um, say say five-year plan for the shift, um, where do you see it going as far as um, you've got a great foundation going here and what kind of transformational um power will this have five years from now as far as the way kids think?
1: That's an amazing question.
0: I'm, this so, is my job. I'm Mr. Amazing sometimes.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> it's like a future fulfilled that yeah. we're living into. Yeah. And the future fulfilled I see for the shift is one where we hone in on what works and what doesn't work so right. that these kids really feel like it makes a difference in their life. And if it means us changing it up, several times we will. I mean, the bottom line is is that we want this environment to be one where everyone feels like conversations can come where not only the kids, but the adults feel empowered. And they feel like they've looked in in, in what's in their space around mental health and emotions and why it's not okay to to cry, you know, or to like express your anger in a way that doesn't hurt anyone, but yet you're expressing it and being heard. You know, we can't force people to hear us. However, there's something in our speaking that can enroll people in what we're saying. If yeah. that makes difference, and I think that's what we want to start to do is to really look at the language we're using in the world and how we're talking about each other and to each other, and what is working and what is not working, because we don't want the same old stuff. Yeah, it's, it hasn't been serving us.
0: So, as we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here, just why don't we take the last uh, minute or two, and if you could just reach out to um, our audience in 71 countries uh, to just give your um, wish, your vision for the shift and to Mm -hmm. encourage people who are listening to um, not only just come to your website and everything else, but just encourage them to think in a different way and give them permission to do what they need to do, if you would, please.
1: Sure, so what I wish for everyone listening to this right now, all 71 countries, to really be present that nothing is more important than life itself and when we lose sight of that we lose sight of our true purpose so if you know someone's suffering and you're not to open up a conversation where they can actually share what they're going through and to get in your listening their humanity because they're really a mirror of who you are so what i want to leave you with is just you know be generous to yourself and others Really give yourself kindness right now, because what we're going through as a world is something we've never gone through together, and we will get through it. We will. Other people have gone through pandemics. Other people in, a, in the history of mankind have gone through, and they've gone through. So all I'm saying is be generous to one another. Give each other a lot of um, love and respect and understanding during this time.
0: Amen. Mary, it was a real pleasure to have you on the Dharmic Evolution. I just want to, uh, you know, wish all of God's blessings on you, the shift, this wonderful thing you're doing, your family, and um, so many are going to be blessed from this effort, I know it. And I'm just really, really happy that you um, had the time to come on and share what you're doing with um, us and our audience today.
1: Oh, you as well. And once again, thank you so much for the opportunity. It, It means so much for me to have this conversation with you.
0: I hope you guys enjoyed this visit with Mary today. Don't forget, hello, 741-741. If you're in need, dial that. Somebody will be on the line to help you. Also, nothing is permanent. Shift Starters on live Instagram. Go there and check it out. Congratulations on the leadership program. How about Notre Dame? You guys gonna come through for us? Go to shifttheshow.com. Don't forget. And uh, look at the language we are using. Also be generous to yourself and others. We will get through this pandemic. Also, all you folks, don't forget to post your content on the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page. If you're an artist, an author, a speaker, a thought leader, maybe you've got a new book out. Maybe you've got a TED Talk or a new album or a photo shoot or a video. Put it up there on the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page and watch the support that comes from around the world to support your artistry. Well, that's a wrap for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. But in the meantime... Let's all stay connected.